You are listening to High Shelf Gaming. This is a show where we talk about board games and role-playing games and gaming conventions. If this is what you're looking for, please keep listening. You can always find us on our website, Facebook group, Facebook page. We're on Twitter and Twitch and Discord, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. Super easy to join the community, and we look forward to meeting you. Hey everyone, David Gillespie here again with High Shelf Gaming, and as always, I am joined by the agrarian, Rich Wisniewski. Oh my god, Dave, you, you're referring to me going to the library and being very aggressive in the library. I'm an agrarian. I'm an aggressive person in the library. Different direction, my friend. I, you know, agrarian as in a society of like farmers and herders and, oh, and, 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 and uh, well, ranchers really that live on the land. Maybe, maybe I thought it was a librarian thing. I'm just gonna go with that. Um, I, you know, I'm really glad you. I like, I like how, I like, I like how Rich's answer to correct information is like, no, I'm gonna stick with what I had originally. I think I can find on the internet. I'm right. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure. Let me make this web page. There's for absolutely unite. Yeah, there's absolutely a news at news.com website that will totally back your new definition of agrarian. I'll be making a page up shortly, and I'm, I'm really sure. glad. Something Link in the description below. Yes, it, it'll be right there for everyone to read. Yes. I'm really glad tonight came up because I have been just walking around all night and I needed a little break. I was just getting a little practice in for the Canadian Tuxedo World Champion in mm. Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Yes. And I'm getting my, my act together. Do you together. do a waltz in your tuxedo or how do you, how, how, how does one win the the championship. Were you watching me? <laughs> I was doing, you know, there's a thing called air guitar. I don't know if you've mm. heard of that or not. Have you heard of air guitar? Uh, it's, it's, yes. They invented it in the eighties, right? And it's like, it's, yeah. go, it's gone. It's died out now that they well, I, I was a champion air guitarer, but oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now that I'm into the tuxedo scene for the Canadian tuxedo scene, <laughs> oh my gosh. I've been practicing my air waltz. Cause you know, it's not like I have a partner. <laughs> so that I have to ultimate. solo. <laughs> Air waltz. <laughs> Canadian tuxedo must win the air waltz. Yes. It will <laughs> be, man. Just a bunch of lonely people. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll post it all over Facebook. I'll drop some wait. stuff in HSG. It'll I be great. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Facebook group and, and Discord to find all those things. And yes. rejoining us, oh, Shara, Yay. welcome back to the show. Hi. I'm so <sighs> glad to be back. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So we had you on for Roll for the Galaxy and... Yeah. Our our very first board game podcast, all about can ticket to ride. Ticket to ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I also have heard that Shara likes to dress up her cats in Canadian tuxedos. Excuse me. If I had that as an option, I'm pretty sure he would like bite the crap out of me and be like, "All right, now I'm done." Yeah, that's not I'm what done I've with heard. This crap. <laughs> I've heard you have a Justin Timberlake and oh god, what was his girlfriend's name? <laughs> Britney Spears. Britney Spears. In that picture, Canadian that one photo you're talking about. Tuxedo yeah. replica, cat-sized. Yeah. That's oh what I've heard. Oh my gosh, I wish I did. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, Captain Mao would never allow that. No, Captain Mao. No. Captain Didn't you have a picture not. with him of a hat on one time? It wasn't a hat, it was... <laughs> it's a brown coat. It was a brown coat. <laughs> no, 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 it was the mask from uh, Beef of Vendetta. There we go. Oh, That's what yes. I saw. Yes, yes. See, I knew there was some dress up. The guy I, Fox I knew I was mask, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's... I also actually have him in in a Princess Leia situation. 
Yes. <laughs> he yes. was not very happy with me. We tried this out exactly once, and then he was like, okay, yeah, we're done. Yeah. This yeah. is how I feel about these costumes. Chomp. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I, I agree. Cool. You showed me how you feel now. I can't ignore it. Well, I know you're going to be at Michael's this weekend getting some denim. <laughs> and you'll be putting together a Canadian tuxedo. And can't wait to see that photo. Yes. Do you have a sewing machine that's just sitting there waiting to be used. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. See? See, now denim's tough to work with. But you're not it's wrong. worth it. It's worth it. It's worth that. Yes. So, Char, what are we talking about today? We are talking about Settlers of Catan. Yeah. You mean Catan? Is it Catan Ooh. or Catan? Ooh, I mean, we're about we're gonna, to we're gonna, start that. Is it yeah, Linux? We're gonna, we're, yeah, we're going to get a we're going to get a flame war <laughs> in the comments GIF? about uh, about potato, Catan, potato, Catan or Catan, tomato, oh tomato. <laughs> Look, Rich, I I need you to only start one flame war at a time. Don't start all of them. So Catan or Catan, that is the uh, that is the flame. Here's war, what okay? we're going to do. We're okay. going to call up Patrick Rothelsberger, oh gosh. and we're going to ask him what he calls it. And whatever right. he calls oh, no. it, we're going to call it the opposite. Right. I kind of saw that one coming. I was like, whatever Pat likes is what we're not doing. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, Shara, if you had to, like, boil this game down to someone who's never played it before. Now, a lot of board gamers have played it, but I see it still, like, sir, there's still people who haven't played it. And now it's, like, old enough that board gamers that are coming into the scene missed it right yeah and so it's got like it's got some hey let's let's reintroduce it to some people so how would you introduce Catan to someone like like the like the little blurb on it the the way that it was introduced to me was that it's a cross between risk and monopoly interesting Ooh, that's Mm -hmm. interesting Interesting. yeah which is really interesting because i hate both of those games because these are two (laughs) games that i'm awful at like monopoly just ends friendships yes it does yes it does (laughs) and And risk never ends because it takes too long and risk never ends (laughs) (laughs) on the other hand settlers i absolutely love but I can totally see why I was given that as a descriptor to like kind of get your buy-in of, oh yeah, this is kind of what it's like. Yeah. Risk, risk because you're trying to like take over, you know, whoever has the max amount of property slash roads that you're building. Mm-hmm. Then, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. And then Monopoly because you're trading with each other resources to be able to uh, yeah resources sheep yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i yeah i could see that like there is a little bit of diplomacy there's a little Mm -hmm. bit of strategy and planning and then randomness because every turn is a roll of the dice and (laughs) do you get resources or do you not and some games you just don't get you just miss out on resources (laughs) all game long and pretty much every game i play You got you got to play to the you got to play to the hexes, bro. You got to play to the dots. Somehow, I just I tell you, brother, I could be on a six, oh. and oh. it's unbelievable. People will comment, "Wow, six has not come up at all." Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> I know, I have two places on a six, and I have yet to get anything off it out of this investment. <laughs> the board, if you have never seen a settler Catan board, it's really straightforward. It's a bunch of hexes, right? And on each hex is a is a is a tile marker. It's a it's a color and a, and an image, and several of them are going to be the same, right? So like all the light green 
are like sheep fields and the dark green are forests. And there's a couple of them. And you lay them out face down and you make your little uh, map for the Catan Island, which is usually shaped like a hex, unless you're playing one of the expansions. And then you flip them up to kind of figure out where all the lands ended up, what types of lands ended up where. And then you drop these markers to tell you, hey, whenever a six is rolled, because a six landed on the forest, if a six is rolled, anybody at that forest gets forest, gets wood. And then like over the sheep area, if there's a 10 Uh on the sheep area, (laughs) 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 when there's a 10 there and somebody rolls a 10, you get you get the sheep. And it's really kind of cool because every time you play it, there's a lot of replayability, get lots of different configurations and all that stuff. And you got to play to the odds, you know, so it surprises me that, Rich, you you develop a thing on a six and you wouldn't get anything off a six. That's like one of the most common numbers. I know. As we've learned playing craps together <laughs> about the six, the seven, and the eight. Yeah. As we as we've learned playing that in Vegas. Yeah. That, that uh, l- nice know, little bell curve. Six, yeah. seven, and eight are the most common numbers. You kind of play around that. You know, I've just had bad games like that. And then also I got this problem. I always want to go for the sheep win. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, you know sheep- what what are you all stressed? Oh, go on. Yeah, and the sheep win is a is a valid strat if everything comes up yeah. sheep friendly. Got to get the port locked down. Yeah. You got to get you your got, sheep going. You got to have yeah. someone that's like, goes, oh, I'll trade with him. It's so cute. He has sheep. So you can make your <laughs> way through like the first couple rounds. You got to have someone that buys in. You know, normally there's someone that's like, oh, it's so cute. He has so many sheep. I'll give you wood for sheep. Yeah. And you just yeah. kind of, you know, play off their niceties until later you crush them with fucking sheep. <laughs> And you're like, and you're like grinding sheep into making roads. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. So I that's know. what I was called. That. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's let's break that one down. You can trade resources with other players, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. it's always like, sure. Which okay, I gotta ask you mm-hmm. in the trading phase. Like, if it's my turn and I want to trade, and I offer up a trade to you. Let's say it's early game. Mm-hmm. Do you do the one for one trade where I'm like, hey, Never. I have a wood. I need sheep. I have wood for sheep. Will you trade me one to one? Or are you like a two for one person? So I'm totally a sucker and I will just trade you one for one, especially nice. early oh, on I'm in the game. with Shara. <laughs> <laughs> You're still going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um... I really am a sucker when it comes to like the beginning parts of the game, but also at the same time, I go in with like a, you know, nobody's really trying to screw me over. Oh my gosh, I think I finally figured out why I hate Monopoly so much. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I, okay. It's, it's, for me, it's a table read. Like, I, my instinct is two for one, right? Yeah. Cause I, I, I don't know. ain't nothing life free, right? <laughs> What is what is your what is your axiom, Rich? There's three rules to life, and let me share these. These are the rules I've taught my children, and these rules. His, his son has it tattooed on his back. My this son is, has this, this how tattoo. This is. And there are three rules to life. I could write a book, bro. I could write a book and be faster than Pat on this one. It's one that, page. It's one page. The first rule is life's not fair. Right. The second rule is nothing in life is free, and the third rule, please refer to rule one just in case you forgot. Right. So that is a very straightforward outlook on life. But honestly, nothing in life is free, especially in Catan. That's right. And that's how I see it. 
Nothing in nothing in life is fair, especially in Catan. And nothing is free, especially in Catan. So if yep. somebody wants to trade, mm, nothing's fair. I want two mm-hmm. for one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so that's my instinct. But so many times I play Catan and everybody's being all super friendly. It's no. like, well, I don't want to be the I don't want to be the 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 one that gets punished for being a jerk. Right. Because it, it's kind of easy to 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 pick on other people in the game, because if you don't trade with them, you know, so you have to. In the beginning, I'm trying to be really diplomatic and just like make sure that I get some goodwill. So if mm-hmm. everybody else is doing one for one, I'll do one for one. But my instinct is two for one all day. See, I'll yeah. usually play it a little opposite that I'll do the two for one and offer it immediately. So oh. people go, oh, he's so nice. Huh. Oh. And then the sheep can come destroy them later. I like your style, Rich. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. So, so why do you need sheep and all these things? You gather resources to build roads and then you use the roads to extend your uh, settlements so that you have places to build more settlements. And then eventually you can upgrade those settlements into cities and you want victory points. All of those things give you victory points. <laughs> and the first, I think in the base game, the first to like 13 is the winner. And there's, it can change and all that kind of stuff. So I'm probably wrong on the base game number there, but you just want victory points. And so my thing is, man, as soon as somebody builds their first settlement, as soon as somebody gets an extra point on the board, I start saying, oh, they're the leader. I definitely don't, I don't, I definitely don't trade you one for one now. Oh yeah. You're definitely a two for one. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that one. So I start out with the, yeah, let's do the one for one trade. But then as soon as you got a settlement, uh, uh. Nope, we're not doing this one-for-one nonsense anymore. (laughs) Yeah, so whoever's in the lead, prepare to get punished. (laughs) Yep, basically. (laughs) Yep, all the crabs pulling the other crabs back into the pot. That's what we're doing, (laughs) bringing it down, bringing it down. And it's, it's really interesting, when the game first starts, there's this, like, kind of snake, uh, forward and backward snake to placement. Like, the first player places a settlement, and they're going to pick the best spot on the board, Right. Mm-hmm. Where there's like an eight or a six, there's no sevens on the board, right? So it's just eight or a six and then a mm-hmm. bunch of other like really good ones. And they're trying to get a bunch of good resources for early game stuff. And then it goes all the way around the table. And then the last person to pick picks twice. Yep. They do a settlement and a city or some versions of the game. I think they do two settlements, but either way, they drop two things and then it works its way back around. What is your placement strategy, Shara? This is like, to me, games are won Super or lost. Important. Yeah, games are won or lost at this because you got to sit there and look at the numbers and figure out what is the right combination of resources and numbers and all that kind of stuff. What's your, what's your go-to? So honestly, the person that goes last and is able to pick twice, I feel like is going to be the strongest player or will have the most advantage. It's super strong, yeah, because there's two things. One, you get to decide your whole shape of your kingdom, right? And nothing is taken from you. You get to take all your land. And then two, the second place you drop gets all the resources from that place. Mm -hmm. So -hmm. you can decide, look, I want a wood and a brick, so I'm going to build at the wood and brick, and boom, I've got a road. Right off the bat, I got a road. And that's that can be, like, really critical. Absolutely. And, you know, the the first two players kind of have the option of, like, getting at least... I mean, they're going to be getting at least one good placement. Right. But just the one good placement. Not necessarily... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, cool, one and done. What's up? 
Yeah, and then you get then you get stuck on the the mm-hmm. desert, or you get stuck on the coast, and yep. it's like I got my one good spot, but then I got like a really crappy spot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree completely. Like the the person who goes last in picking has a really strong position. I like the idea, Rich. You mentioned the sheep strategy. Uh-huh. And that sheep strategy is all about knowing how to get to that port. So my thing is I want to look at, all right, where do I want two places? And then what port do I want to go after? And a lot of times my third settlement is a port settlement. If and I can why is it. the port so important? So the ports, let's talk about trading. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, you can trade to one another, right? And whatever agreement you come to is what you trade. If you don't have anybody to agree to a trade, well, hey, you could always turn in four cards of the same type and get one that you like. And that's where I talk about like grinding sheep into wood, into roads. Is <laughs> like if I got a bunch wood. of sheep, yeah, if I got a bunch of sheep, I can just like give all those sheep to the bank and get myself one wood and one brick and make a road. <laughs> if I got to, I'll just grind all that sheep up. Um, and you just, know, somebody from Pete is going to be listening in and being like, yes. <laughs> Right now, I know, I know, I know. They're not real sheep. No sheep or harm. Your yes. player is not your character. <laughs> that's right. That's right. The ports. There's three for one ports. Where three of any, like if you have three of a kind, you can trade them in for anything you like. And then there's also like resource specific ports. Where like the sheep port. If you have two sheep, it only takes you two sheep. Then you get one of anything you like. <laughs> So that sheep strat is valid. And I've tried it so many times and I just never pull it off. I don't know if I'm just too much of a sucker when I play or the people I'm playing are just too high end. I don't know. <laughs> so I I think placement, I spend so much time looking at placement. Oh, yeah. And like new players like, come on, dude, go. I'm like, no, nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the part, part of the game where you actually take your time. Yeah. Oh, do you? Okay. Uh, I started doing this after a while. I started to pick where I sat at the table compared to the other players. What? (laughs) Excuse me, sir. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. Because to go right after like a really strong player who really knows how to use the knights or knows how to use the soldiers really well or whatever can be tough. Because if it's been a while since you had a turn, you've got all these cards, right? Uh-huh. And the really strong players would be like, mm, I want all of David's cards. <laughs> and they could play, they could do actions to get all my cards. So it's like, man, I kind of want to sit opposite the really strong player that I'm worried about. So when you, I have this image, you host a game and you put out Catan and it gets set up, but you're kind of like a, you're kind of like a little butterfly. You're just kind of, you're floating in and floating out, kind of setting things down and everyone's getting a seat and you wait until all the seats are done. And then you go to the side of the room and you pull out a new chair (laughs) and then you just tell two people to scooch. You like walk up and you're like, scooch, scooch. Hey, you scooch scooch out the way. You know, in in, in poker, in poker, it's called playing the position. And yes, yes, agreed. Oh, this folding chair that's been sitting here this whole time. Yeah, I'm just going to pop it. No worries. Don't worry. This has nothing to do with the fact that I want to win this game really bad. And then the butterfly sits. Yes. And then the butterfly sits. That is a great poem. Okay, but you you moved into some new territory because we were talking pretty much base game. 
that, you know, you build the board, you you take your place, you start rolling the dice, you start getting your resources, you trade, you start building, you start trading at the porch, you start building, you get to your 13 points or whatever the Wajamadu is, and you win the game. Oh, but we didn't touch on Longest Road or mm-hmm. what's the other one? A largest Army in the base game. Yeah, so Largest Road and Largest Army, like trains, it, it has a <gasps> yeah. couple ways of getting a little extra. I and see so why you like you this can, game, Shara. Yes. I see why you like this game. <laughs> if you can make the Longest Road, you get a victory point. And if you oh, have the biggest way. army, by getting two. development cards, what? Mm-hmm. You it's get two, two victory, victory points. points. Yeah. And how do you, and by the army, you got to get development cards. And how do you get a development card? It depends on the it depends on the version of the game, because the base game you need a sheep, an ore, and a wheat, oh. and you can get a development card, and you get a development card. Mm-hmm. And ha, huh, remember earlier I talked about earlier you could place a settlement and you get three cards. Yeah, some players play to the development card. Yes, yeah, because those development cards can be really cool. They could be a soldier letting you move the robber. They could be a oh, a, 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 a year of plenty where you just get a bunch of wheat. Yes, right. They could be some really good cards in there. So it's worth looking at the development card strategy. I think any winner has some way to make development cards, right? You need eventually to start making development cards. But um, I like the development card strategy because you get the, you know, get that soldier. And once you get three soldiers, you've earned largest army. You know, now I've played some games like Pirate's Cove where you can, and I've gone in like straight up on the development strategy, where it's victory points in the in the bucket. And I've just kind of said, I'm gonna forget this portion of the game and just focus on development cards and beat my beat beat people on the time clock as the time clock's running down. Ooh. And it works. I don't think that can work in Catan. I think you have to juggle it. I I think you definitely have to juggle it because I've like when early on when I started playing this game, I made the mistake of not paying attention to development cards at all. And that was a mistake. But then when I noticed what power the development cards could have and tried shifting a little bit, I, I, I overcorrected and went all in on the development cards. And that was also a mistake. Dear listener, I've played many games with Shara and she is about the power. Yeah, that is really what happened here. You just said exactly what happened. She was playing and went, oh, there's some power I'm missing. Yes. I must now become that person. Yes. Actually, yes. Yes. Let me ask you this, Shara. So when you're when you're playing the like kind of mid game, when do you kind of go after cities first or do you go after developments first? I prefer to go for the cities first, but it really does depend on what resources are available. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, because there's there's what I want to do and there's what the game will allow me to do. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're like a rich and you and you pick sixes and sixes never roll, <laughs> which has happened. I've been in games where eights just don't roll yeah, the whole game. Kind of there's never an eight. It's, yeah. it's just they're very few and far between than other games, man. They hit like all the damn time. Mm-hmm. Just like the magic number seven, which has a very useful mechanic in this game. Yeah, the robber. Uh, Shara, why don't you talk a little bit about the the yeah. the uh, or the the robber etiquette? I feel like there's <laughs> etiquette with the robber. <laughs> I mean, there is. Uh, okay, so what the robber does is once it is placed on a tile on a hex, it counts that that hex as basically invalid. So if there is a hex with a wheat or excuse me a sheep 
yes. resource. <laughs> and it has the number six on it. And you happen to, it's your turn, and you happen to roll a seven. Mm-hmm. That means you can move the robber to that hex with the six, with the sheep resource. And that means any time uh. that a six is rolled afterward, Rich is boned. Yeah, no more. Any sheep. No you sheep know, on that one. Yeah. That might be a little bit of what happens to me sometimes too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That and and I bit. and the other thing that happens with that seven is if you have too many cards in your hand, you got to discard half. Oh yep. yeah. And that gets to me. You know, like mm-hmm. that player who's who's hitting their numbers a lot and getting lots of cards. Mm-hmm. They're worried about that seven. They're yes. real worried. I've, about that I've seven. heard never have more than six in your hand. Yeah, that's what I I've mean, heard as a strategy. Yeah. It it is a safe strategy, but sometimes sometimes uh, you know what luck is in your favor and you have a whole bunch of cards in your hand. So what you yeah. gonna do? You build a bunch of shit. Were you about yeah. to drop a Katniss Everdeen? May luck always be in your favor. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? May the odds be in your favor. Yes, yes, yes. Now, if you play with a lot of people. The base game only fits four, but you can get a five to six player expansion. Ooh, I've never played five or six. When you play with the big table and you got more players, it takes you forever to have your turn again. So what they do is they allow after your turn is done, everyone else gets a build step. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's cool because it means that, hey, I just took my turn. I better be out of cards because I might fill up and lose half by the time my uh, my next turn happens. They avoid that. But instead, everybody's building all the time. So like you think, all right, I'm going to build this road and I'm all cool in the game because it's going to be a while before people get their build actions and all that good stuff. No, 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 no. Because that road might get cut off by another player mm-hmm. who... They, they constantly get build actions and they could just, you know, drop a road down and another road and then boom, a settlement. And now your road is cut off or what have you. So it's like the big board game actually has this whole other component there that uh, changes the dynamic. It makes trading really important, right? Because mm-hmm. when it's your turn, you're like, oh, I want to trade with somebody. The player who just went is usually really safe to trade with. But when you're in that big board game. Well, the guy who just went isn't safe because he could build right now. Mm-hmm. That does change the components of that. Yeah. I've never played a game that large. Maybe one time online we did. Yeah. Um, I feel but like I'm, we have. But, you know, I'm kind of drunk normally during that. So. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That doesn't really count. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, that would be fun to try it that way. It would definitely make a different game. Does it go faster or do you just increase the points? I don't think it goes any faster. In fact, I think it goes a lot slower with the more players that you add. Okay. But that's also because I think, for, for me at least, I'm a whole lot more contemplative of like, all right, what's the what's the next strategic move that I can yeah. make? A lot more that, decisions. Yeah. A lot more decisions. And by the yeah. way, a two-player version of Catan probably sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. Because yeah. you're trading it like the other person. Is four really a good optimum number for this? I was going to say, I thought it's I, like a minimum three players. Right? Yeah, I think oh, is three okay. I think three is ideal. Yeah. Three to four is good. You know, the other thing with five to six is you have so many people that like getting your trades in can take a long time because there's all this negotiation all of a sudden. Oh, don't don't trade wood with him. He's gonna win. Oh, 100%. Uh, I will jump yeah. in there and bone a trade up every yes. <laughs> time I get a chance. And that's so just part of my thing. watch the world burn strategy. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, and when you have more players, there's just more voices at that table, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I think the the bigger game takes longer, but it can be fun, right? Because oh, yeah. hey, you got more you more buds around, and you guys are drinking. God, everybody needs to bust out Catan this weekend. Uh, yeah. Yes, they do. This needs to, everybody listening to this. Go play. You know you have it in your closet. It's sitting there. How many expansions does everybody have? Ooh. I I only actually have the one base game expansion, but I've been thinking about getting the Seafarers. Seafarers is fun. I I have the base Seafarers. I have Barbarians and Cities and Knights. And my Ooh. favorite two are Cities and Knights and Seafarers. Look at the big brain on Brad. Let's talk Seafarers real quick. That one's pretty easy. You get boats. It's like the base game plus boats. I'm on a boat. That's right. You're on a boat. And you get to like explore the, uh, you get to explore the ocean blue and like find Mm. other lands or like build from one island to another. That was fun. We played that online and I remember it now. That Mm -hmm, was mm -hmm. fun because I think I found a really cool um, uh, resource. Yeah. Doing the boat thing. I like went straight to boats. I was like, what? I'm going to sail a boat and went straight for that. Yeah. What's drawing you to, to seafarers, Shara? Honestly, it was the boats. It was, it's a slightly different strategy than just, it, it just gives it a different spin. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, I wouldn't say it's any more difficult. It's just different from the base game. So it just adds a different flavor to what you, to a game you already enjoy. Yeah, it's like um, you start off with less information because a lot of the Seafarer games, half the map is covered. Yes. And so the decisions are, to me, a little easier because it's like, well, I, you know, there's only so many places to go. I don't have to sit here and think about it forever because I don't have all information in the game. I've got to, like, go and explore to get more information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, speaking of additions, I got a story. You know, I always got a story. <laughs> Ryan and I. Love going to Origins. We used to go all the time, just us. And um, in between games, when we weren't playing, we would buy anything for a dollar. So we would go to the auction. We'd get our little auction card. And we would just sit around and drink some coffee. Well, he didn't drink coffee. I would drink coffee. And um, anything that was like a buck, we would just bet we'd bid on. And so we would just win all this stuff. And sometimes (laughs) it was like games that weren't complete. Sometimes it was just parts. I don't know what it was. We were just buying things for a dollar. And um, while we're there, all of a sudden, the whole place fills up. And we're like, what's going on? And it was, they were selling the 3D 10th anniversary edition of Catan, where it's in a wooden box. Yeah. And it's all the 3D pieces, and everything's painted, and it's really beautiful. And that sucker got up to five to maybe $700. It was somewhere wow. in there, but could, you know, it has such a big following. Like you were talking about people liking that game as that piece was coming up and it was during that section, everyone had already scoped it out. That whole little auction room just filled up full of people. And man, it was some heavy bidding to, to get to that. I believe that, you know, what's crazy is that thing went for five to $700. Now, you can 3D print all those tiles for oh my gosh. like eight bucks and paint them and do whatever you want. Oh my gosh. Like they're all on the yeah. the Shapeways and they're all on those yeah. sites. Like I could go th- no. 3D print up a, yeah. a board game if I want right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. That yeah. With little, with little holders you... for the tokens and for the boats and the roads and all that stuff. Oh yeah. Could you start printing me a copy? I'd appreciate that. Yeah, you got it, <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, 
Nothing like life's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing's free, bro. That's right. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> I thought you were my uh, yeah, Was the is it the seafarers that introduces there's this one tile that when you land on it, and if the number for the tile is rolled, you get anything you want. Is yeah, that the that seafarers? Is, it's like a it's like a it's like yeah. a waterfall or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. That totally is seafarers. That thing is so stupid important. <laughs> like, I see it happen in the game, and it's like, oh my god, I have to lock down this hex as fast as possible. Because, like, a hex can only have so many settlements on it, folks. At most, it can have three. And if you build your shit right, or settlements right, <laughs> uh, you can make it so only two are on that hex. Wow. And letting that, like golden waterfall just be in the game it's like no nah, no nah, we have got to lock that one sheep, down it's sheep sheep, sheep. <laughs> rich is just printing sheep with I, every hex he can i am literally under the waterfall catching sheep <laughs> glorious waterfall oh my gosh Dude, that would be so fun. And wouldn't that just piss everybody off at the table? Yes. If yeah. you would lock down the waterfall and you're like, sheep. Yes. Sheep. And they're Especially. like, are you not going to make a road? You're not going to make wood or ore? No. Sheep. Especially in a game that's like full of sheep and there's like starved for other shit. And you just always go, bah, before you say it. Yes. Waterfall, bah. Sheep. Yes. And you know, that's a really interesting thought too. Catan's been around for 24 years. Yeah. Does anybody mm-hmm. have bad house rules? I mean, is there house rules? Is there is there like a free parking that happens in Catan? <laughs> I'm I'm sure I'm Fucking sure people have done some sort of house rule. I don't think that, that Catan needs a house rule. I, I was just gonna say because I definitely <laughs> my family and I definitely like having our own house rules. <laughs> oh yeah. What are <laughs> your what's your what's your Catan house rule? I mean that I was gonna say though for Catan I agree with you there is no house rule necessary. That's the sign of a really well made game. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That people I like it. don't augment it. They just stick to the way it is. It's it's very straightforward, folks. It's a very yeah. straightforward game. Now, the one that's not so straightforward is cities and knights. Ooh, I know. think I think that when you when you play with like the base Catan and even seafarers, it's it's very formulaic. It's very similar from game to game. When you get into cities and knights, there's two major ads that completely change the scope of the game. The first one is knights. Instead of getting soldiers through development cards, you build out these knights and you put them on your roads and you can use them to chase off the robber. But really, the knights defend the entire island of Catan from raiders. And the whole knight strategy is a whole big thing of like, do you have enough knights so that nobody has to lose a city? Cool. Now somebody gets a victory point or multiple players get cards, right? Get uh, get uh, uh, improvement cards or development. I forget what they're called, like a special kind of card. And it's one of those things where the whole night game is one whole new level. And then the city advancement is a whole nother level. Because instead of getting in the base game, if you have a city and there's a forest, you get two wood whenever the forest is rolled on that city. Whereas a settlement would normally only give you one. In Citizen Knights, instead of getting two wood, you would get a wood and a paper. And the paper is used to advance the paper technology tree for your kingdom. And yeah, I didn't oh, like this version. 
it's so different. Like, because once you build out enough, you get special rules, and then you can put a metropolis down that defends your city from the barbarians, which means that now you kind of want the barbarians to attack because you've got this metropolis defending your city, and it'll have to kill somebody else's city, and you're like, <laughs> Can you have a troop of agrarians? Why not? Aggressive librarians? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there is writing. You could focus on writing <laughs> and have yes. aggressive librarians. <laughs> I remember this version, and I remembered it was just a little more complicated than I wanted Catan to be. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I totally get that. I feel like when you get into Cities and Knights, you're getting kind of closer to like an Axis and Allies territory mm -hmm. where there's a few more things going on you can have some longer lasting alliances because i think you're also going for more victory points it is a little bit slower of a game because there's so many options but i will say there's a killer strat and that is get yourself as many knights as you can along as many road points as you can near the bad guys near your opponents and i've seen this on online Catan. i very rarely bust this out against friends because it's a it's a friendship ender <laughs> <laughs> but on online pff, no hold no hard barred kids um you have your robber right and it's let's say it's on one of the tiles that you protect with your knight so you flip your knight over and you move the robber over to a tile where you also have a settlement but so does somebody else really not even one of your settlements you also have another knight right so you drop the robber down and you go oh friend i need a card from you and they say okay here's my card and then you say, all right, cool. I'm going to flip over my other knight. I'm going to use my knight to move the robber again. And you chain <gasps> robber knight moves all turn long. You know, you can do like three, four, five of these, even if you have enough knights and enough combos to make this happen. You can, you can keep replacing the robber in strategic Dastardly. places and taking cards from your uh, fellow players. And then maybe some of those cards was wheat and you can turn all your knights back on. And it's like, ooh, ooh, it gets tough. But man, that is like one of those cities and nights opens up some new avenues to really be kind of screw your neighbor and defend yourself in really strong ways. And it's just a more involved game. So if like Settlers of Catan was fun for you and you want more, I suggest Cities and Knights. If Settlers of Catan is enough complexity for you, you want some more spice, I say Seafarers. That's my hot take. Now, if you are the type of people that would prefer to have house rules, would mm. cities and knights lend itself to that? I think so. I think so. Because it's more complicated. You could kind of say like, hey, we want a, a trimmed down or a slimmed down version of this or a slightly friendly version, more friendly version of this. Like maybe only two night flips okay. allowed per turn. So you're not doing like a, a Gatling gun of knights. <laughs> Things along those lines. I could totally see a, a group of friends saying, hey, yeah, we all want to play this game and some of us really want to win or all of us really want to win. But we also want to keep staying friends. <laughs> and yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm being bullied by my friends. So we have some sort of special house rule around the nights. I totally get that. Cool. Cool. Yeah. By the way, if you really think you're good at Catan, there are there is an, an Origins next year. The 2020 Catan National Championship at Origins. Do they play the giant Catan? Because at, at, at Gen Con, there's the giant Catan. Yes. It's like you walk one. around on the board. That Are is, you serious? Oh, oh it's, it's cool. huge. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. 
Okay, so, all right, I love obviously playing this game in person because there's so much like cross-table talk and trade talk and all that kind of stuff. But, Shara, have you ever played this online? Absolutely. Like, oh, we, no. We played it on Tabletop Simulator. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But have you played with people you don't know? Ooh. Ooh. Stranger danger. Yeah, yes. like when I play Call of Duty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You bust out the good insults. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have not played with strangers online. However, I have actually played. So, like, there's like a meetup situation close by here. Ooh. Yeah. So it's like a board game meetup, and it uh, it's like 20 minutes away from where I live. So a couple Wednesday nights, I'll like go hang out with these people that I don't really know, but have the same interests of let's play board games. Yeah. So in terms of playing with strangers, yes, that has totally happened, and it's really interesting because. It's less friendship ending like, and I'm. I feel like David with that original mindset of, you know, I'm gonna start off with trading one to two instead of one to one. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm yeah. more likely to just be like, you know what? Screw it. Let's try it. See what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I think I think playing at a at a board game night at a game shop or online, mm-hmm. that's when you really get into the. Settlers of Catan strats. Because, oh, yeah. you know, when you're f- playing with your friends, you, you sometimes you don't really want to go all like super, super hardcore on them, which I, you know, yeah. like I've talked about another podcast where I have like a, a friendly mode <laughs> <laughs> where I'm not crazy competitive. Um, and, th- yeah. and that's that's useful. It's very helpful to my life. But yeah, I think that going to a game shop and play. How is it playing with strangers in a game shop? I've only played with strangers online. So you in a game shop, how is that? Honestly, everybody has similar interests, so it's not like you're going to offend anybody by... There's less of the, oh, you hurt my feelings, Mm -hmm. Mm boo-boo. It's more of the, oh, let me learn about the strategy that you're trying to employ while you're making this move. That's really cool. Mm, Or like more of a, I see what you did there and major respect. Oh, see, now that's probably healthier. Because when I played online, I would play on the site called Asobrain. ASOBrain.com. They're like a Java game site, and then they like closed down registrations for a long time because of trolls, and now they've reopened. So, folks, if you want to get yourself some third party Catan action, ASOBrain is pretty solid. But I've also played in Catan Universe, and it's fun playing in those online places because you can be really hardcore in your strategies, but there's not that cool, like, camaraderie thing you were just talking about. It's like, oh, that guy goosed me. And you just like quietly rage behind your keyboard. <laughs> yeah. And you never say anything. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you're mad that you got whooped. But I could totally see that. Well, when you're in a game shop, there's this room for you guy for you all to discuss what's happening and to say, "Ooh, I really mm-hmm. like that. Well, you know, where where is this? You know, tell me more about the strategy you're using or something like that. That's actually oh, really yeah. collaborative and super cool. Definitely. And mind you, like a lot of this discussions, these discussions happen post game. So sure. you've played the game for like an hour, hour and a half, however long it takes. And then you're sitting around the table talking about, oh, that move that you made. Like I, I it now makes sense why you did this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, you know, that reminds me of freaking chess club in high school. <laughs> That's what that reminds me of. Like sitting yeah. around doing a review after. Oh, how cool. Yes. Absolutely. And like, it's also totally okay, I think, with that group, at least also because there's like a general guideline for like just general set of house rules, Mm, Um, you know, 
you will get kicked out if you're basically going to be a child about this or if you're going to be trolling people. Yeah. So follow the house rules and we're good. And since it's more in like a neutral territory, people are more likely to follow it. And you can't hide behind your screen. Yeah, I like that. So two things, right? At the end of the day, people, A, really like talking about themselves and bragging about themselves. And <laughs> So it's easy to get stress out of them because they just love oh, yeah. telling you how brilliant they are. Absolutely. <laughs> I love this. I love, yes, keep going. Please tell me more of your strats of getting strats out of other people. But really, you know, just be respectful. That's all it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am very curious about the Game of Thrones Catan. What? Yeah. Yeah. Does it play like really, really good and then all the way at the end the game changes (laughs) and it doesn't end anywhere like you think it's going to end and all your tears are just wasted? You spend spend the first eight turns getting getting all hyped and the tenth turn is just... It's just like, really? This character did what again? We forgot the whole story. We just wrote a new ending. <laughs> At the end, everything's reversing. All God, we haven't, we haven't been able to have me be bitter about that on the, uh, on the podcast yet. Everybody stands up, shifts their seats to the left, and now you're the other color. Dave, I think oh you just God. nailed the right way to play Game of Thrones Qatar. I think you just nailed it, bro. House rule, everybody gets a number, you roll the dice, you go to that seat. Yes. That's the oh, number. No. And if you're and if your number's not one of the seats, you just don't get to play anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah, get to you stand just, behind someone and be in all the scenes, but don't yes. play. Yes. And don't yes. talk. Like, like like the like the big night fight where you couldn't see anybody, but they were there and it was so important that they were there and you can't see them. I agree. <laughs> and we spent all this money on a night fight. <laughs> Where you can't see any of the actors. Oh. Not bitter at all. <laughs> Fuck, they mailed that in. So many years of my life spent on this stupid franchise. Okay, moving on with my life. Shara, thanks a ton for being on the show. We love having you on, and we will not wait so long to have you on back again. Thank you for having me back. I've missed you guys so much. Miss you too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But right. yes, definitely we'll be back as soon as I can. Yeah, meow. Yes, yes, absolutely. And every so often you can catch Shara playing board games with us on Twitch and that sort of thing. And of course, you can join our various social uh, groups on Facebook and Discord and what have you to join us in our board game nights and our role play nights. Link in description below. Indeed. Everyone who's been listening, thanks a ton. As always, have fun and play well. May all your roles be crits. Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by me, David Gillespie, with music provided by Taylor Guillory. Our web presence is managed by Amy Nelson. And if you like our style, please leave a review for us on iTunes. It's the best way to help people find us. Most importantly, though, feel welcome to connect with us on Twitter, our Facebook group, Discord server, our Friday night Twitch streams, and our website, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. We really look forward to talking and playing games with you. (music) 